Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, this new countdown so fast. So fast. I thought I had 30 more seconds to go. No one but yourself to blame for that. Oh, man, this mic now doesn't like twist the full way. I'm going to break it. Here. Don't break it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the DNBA show. Let's go. Look at us in Studio A, guys. Here we are. Formerly known as the Winner's Lounge, soon to be once again the Winner's Lounge. Now it's just simply the uh, the lounge. Just the lounge at the moment, man. Showing off our legs here for everybody out there that's interested. We do have a good show for you today. We have some banter to go back and forth. There's some Who news you know that is, by the way. What's up? Interested in the legs. Anyway, go ahead. Keep going. Lots of people. We uh, get comments. Put it in the comments. Show him you love to see the legs. Can I ask you a question? Ask you a question, a real question. Yeah. So if 100% of people like pants, but 50% of people like sh- don't like pants is it worth it what <laughs> off you go off you go <laughs> guys we're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff today i actually um we never got to the timberwolf city edition jerseys because eric was off the show a few times in a row oh, and then i just forgot about it the they're t- so, clean. so clean i can't wait to oh get eric's god, full dude. breakdown of those <laughs> oh my god i forgot about them <laughs> i did too and then i was coming across this uh this morning when i was putting the show together I was now like, oh, i'm yeah. really excited for this show i know we're also gonna <laughs> actually i also put one together so i tried to feed d-line sure tried to feed harrison win is this me. the year of jamal murray feed <laughs> me. what does that mean he keeps do, saying it do not feed him french onion soup <laughs> <laughs> or milk <laughs> no milk coming today um and then later on in the show guys i have a take about the in-season tournament that i've been workshopping that i'm ready i'm ready to share the nuggets need to win it the Nuggets need to win. They need for, to. For the sake of the tournament. For the right. sake of the league. For the health of... You're looking out the, for... I'm looking out for everybody. Everyone. Nuggets need to win it. All right. I got the squad with me over here. The Walker himself. Brennan Vogt. I'm, I've leveled up, so I can now do this two-mile walk in my uh, Birkenstocks, so that's good. Uh, I was blistering at first. No more blisters, just vibes. <laughs> such a terrible brand. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? really, really on a basketball show? I don't agree with you too. anymore. Yeah, smoothie? Oh, yeah. wow. Not to brag. D-line. <laughs> Talk about knowing your audience. Uh, I'm excited to be here, guys. Am I? Well, that's uh, yeah, that was a lie. <laughs> uh, over there, Harrison Wind. Guys, I've been waiting for this show all summer. <laughs> Wins excited to be I here. I can't. The mic, Kale. For some reason, I have to sit like this now because how tight the. I can't turn it. I can't turn it. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> before you get into it, guys, the top story today around the NBA <laughs> is that James Harden, Adam Silver, notoriously uh, soft commissioner, afraid to punish anybody, came down hard on James Harden. Why? Because James Harden, when he was in China, said that Daryl Morey lied. Mm-hmm. Well, what did he lie about? What did he lie about? Hold on a second. He lied 
What could it have been? James Harden, of course, insinuating that Daryl Morey told him, hey, I'll sign you to this wink, deal. Wink, wink, nudge, wink, nudge. Wink, I'll sign you to another deal, which is illegal. Can't do it. And it is the scene in Casablanca. I mean, everybody knows this reference. Sure. <laughs> where, uh, you know, it's like, I'm shocked to find out there's gambling in this establishment. That's Adam Silver's like, what? I know. Tampering? We have to come down hard on this. Is there no honor amongst thieves? And then you love James Harden, who came out and was like, oh, no, what I was meaning was... He told me long ago if I ever wanted to trade, he'd act swiftly, and he's not. That's what he lied about, trying to get out of it. Here's my thing, Wind. $100,000, first of all, pocket change to James Harden. He throws that. That's yeah. a Tuesday night <laughs> you know, at the club for, for James Harden. But it oh, is a big penalty. It is a Tuesday night at the club for James Harden. It really is. A t- I mean, that's that's he's, tough. He, he should show up at the league well, office and, and do a tab. Do guys this league like, make too much money. That's he should just, just give it only in ones. It's only in ones that he throws it like this at Adam <laughs> yeah. Silver just to be like, you know. Um, no, but here's the thing. Adam Silver is so weird about where he decides. This is what bothers me. It's so weird about how he decides to levy punishment. And I honestly, like, we all know James Harden is lying, but lots of guys have lied and said things publicly and not got it. I just, there's something icky about Adam Silver coming down on this one in the way that he did to me. There's something icky about this whole situation, and I'm so over it and tired of it, and I just, I just never want to talk about James Harden again. Like, I just want him to go to China and play in China. And so I never have to see him play basketball or hear about him ever again. I don't need that in my life. Don't really need Daryl Moore either. But (laughs) I particularly don't need James Harden. Cynical Tuesday. (laughs) I mean, the reason why Adam Silver came down on James Harden is because Adam Silver works for the owners. He doesn't work for the players. He's the commissioner, commissioner of the NBA. He got elected and works for the owners. Daryl Morey, more closer to that group. And of course, they don't want this to set a precedent for other NBA players to follow, even though that has already <laughs> happened. Like that's going to And that yeah. will continue to happen. But that's where Adam Silver's coming from. He's taking the position and the side of the owners and not the players in this but standoff. Historically, Silver, I think, has leaned a little closer to the players than other commissioners have. You're d- the dynamic you described, notwithstanding, of course, that is true. So, so why so hard on, on Harden now? I get, I like Jordan Scott's comment. It, it comes on, you know, shortly after the Damian Lillard situation too. It is somewhat related. Now, this is only through reporting, but Harden, not only I want this trade, it's got to be to the Clippers. James Harden is also the pound for pound greatest trade demander of all time. So, <laughs> un- indisputed. So, undisputed. if you're searching for the threshold, the line, the limit, where at some point the league has to come down on what we all know is the case in terms of the inner workings, Harden certainly can end up being the face of that. And I mean, look, it's it's also there's while Harden is entitled to do it, it's a long pattern of behavior. So it's just. I think this is Silver saying, all right, there actually is a line. There actually is a limit to how much we're just going to tolerate. And I do. I mean, one of the stories that has come out of Harden and the way he's handled himself that we even talked about on the show is, does Dame need to take a page out of the James Harden playbook and start forcing his way out? Stupid. But the answer is probably yes. This is ridiculous, though. It it is. What are we doing? But my point is, I think this is the real reason Adam Silver's like, I got to give a fine of some kind because he's like, yes, that is logically the right thing to do. I can't allow that to be the case. So I've got to make these. But again, I think almost illegal punishment. James Harden didn't say 
Daryl Morey lied because he told me he would give him. He just said this. He lied. Could lie about anything. Right. And, and 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 he's like, you know what? I'm gonna throw a fine down. And to me, I'm just like, either address tampering or don't, man. Yeah. Right. If I'm hardened, despite everything I just said, if I'm hardened, I'm still feeling like, why me? Why do I get the? <laughs> well, I, I, he's probably <laughs> just feeling like nothing. No, I'm just because saying. He's, I'm just saying he's been anything. made into. Now, again, I just articulated that I think he's a good poster boy for this dynamic. But he's been made into the guy who's taking the biggest fine. It's a hundred thousand dollar fine. That's pretty big by NBA standards. Finding it's a so maximum fine. It's a maximum fine. So there, there, this is. I mean, we whine all the time about what Adam Silver won't do. I mean, this is to some extent dropping the hammer. He's not allowed to fine him more than that. I think James Harden is becoming one of the most underrated basketball talents we've it's ever true. seen. And I hope he continues to become more underrated because I hope that's the penalty for his thing. And I don't yeah. know. I think he does care. The one thing is I think these players do care about how they're remembered and perceived. And my hope is that James Harden is viewed, um, you know, the way that some of these guys, Steve Francis, for example, was viewed, which Steve Francis had a moment where it was like, this guy's awesome. Great, you know, get Duncan games, like big game score. Is he like Iverson, this or that? And his career plummeted, and all of a sudden is like nobody talked. Do you remember Steve Francis? I know who he is. But yeah. you don't like have. I don't think about Steve Francis often. You feel like James Harden is significantly more meaningful to basketball than, than Francis is. But my hope is that Harden kind of becomes Francis, Steve Francis, where we're like, yeah, like that didn't matter. Like, yeah, it happened, and you look at the numbers, but you almost sweep it under the rug because of all these things. And to me, that's the only way you get rid of these players trying to control everything to where it's like, guess what? You controlled it so much that you're actually irrelevant now, and you were just a guy that made a bunch of money. I mean, that I, yes, that, that is the, uh, you, you hope that the universe steps in, in that people ultimately see through all of this. And I mean, there's just so much. <sighs> Man, this is like just such a bigger conversation about like what power, money, influence, like where that balance lies in the NBA. And it's things like this where you try to sort of like seize it back and you just be like, no, 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 you got, you're not allowed to have that level of power. And like, but you can't do that. Also, again, this doesn't mean anything to James Hart. $100,000 doesn't mean anything. I'm sure he's just like annoyed, but like, this is certainly not going to curb his He behavior. definitely just hates Daryl Morey even more. He's now. just going to yeah. turn it up. He's going to yeah. turn up whatever he's doing. For yeah. sure. Like it, it's, you're just like stoking the flame. It is crazy. I was thinking about this the other night. Like just, I mean, I really do think the players make too much money in this, in the NBA to the point where you can't really affect them in a, in a way that, their behavior depending on the player obviously i mean like there's whole levels but like it's funny how everybody just like always fights for you know players to make more and more but like what if the tickets just cost like two dollars and <laughs> you know what i mean like everyone is right. like very happy to, that these players make more and more money but then they don't really see how it in in the end like we are paying for this you know what we've I mean? been because we see behind the curtain with so many there's different things so and because we've been at this long enough to see how these things all impact i mean there is a type of fan and i think it's the most top popular type of fan of the 20 to 35 generation that you're right is like ready to take a bullet for athletes because yeah. in this weird dispute of this weird economy of pro sports, athletes are labor. Yeah. And they view themselves as like, well, I'm a pro labor person. Yes. But to Which your I point, agree with. What, in, uh, into some set, to but some again, degree. you're applying something. You're you're forcing 
one yes. ideology into a, an ecosystem where, where it doesn't exactly belong. Exactly. But the thing that you're talking about is this idea of like, well, the players deserve more money because the owners deserve less. The end product is that the fans get a worse product oh, that dude, is least less accessible. Your Whereas, cable costs more. Your right. uh, your All tickets cost more. Everything surrounding it costs more. They hate you more, by the way. Like they, they have less you. relationship yes. to you. Yes. All these things, and I just don't think people ever stop to think about. And that's your point about what if these guys made less? Would they actually just like care? a little bit more about but the sport or this or that. This is the context for why I my point is I'm not going to wring my hands over the the precedent of this fine. I don't care. Try something cuz it's yeah. I mean he just stood up there and said that the GM's a liar. Right. So <laughs> it's not like it's not headed in a good direction. Now, this I is not a James Harden defense. This is more of a like what are we doing? None of this stuff moves the needle for well, anybody. That is, That's that my is point. That's true too. I'm just saying we're constantly like silver does nothing. Like, he did just drop a hundred thousand dollar fine that's a hefty fine all, the most you could do yeah yeah so i understand it doesn't affect harden you guys are right but i'm just acknowledging that i'm not going to sit here and be like well is there precedent for it because it's an effort to curb something that i think most of us hate yeah. uh too much breath on james harden um timberwolves got new city edition jerseys by the way i, I reached <laughs> out to a league source about this the nba has a date where every team can reveal their jersey the timberwolves and i think the Nets said f it yeah. We'll do our own event. Yeah. That's a true story. <laughs> They're just like, we'll release it whenever we love want. Love that. Love that energy. <laughs> I kind of love it, too. Well, well, love the energy. The yeah. jersey here, inspired by the lakes of Minnesota. I don't oh, know if you guys know what? this. Minnesota, lots of lakes. The, wow. Thousands. This is unbelievable. I mean, like, what a weird esoteric connection where they just put... A, a, fo a photo of water <laughs> on the front of Jersey. What could this be connected to? This uh, is a bottom, Eric. I mean, I'm not the design expert you are, but I'll let you run with this. But to me, this is a bottom five jersey I've seen in the Should Nike we get era. the tears graphic out? This yeah, let's is, do it. What this is, is this <laughs> is a bottle for, this is a new bottle design for Aquafina. That so is, yeah. This is like uh, no, not Aquafina, something nicer. <laughs> this is Fiji the, water can, or something. Can you just like, explain what Come it on, is? It's, it's nice water. <laughs> It's supposed know. to be a picture of water. Yes. The top, the, 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 you see at the top, the black, that's the swirls of water. That's the stock photo that they grabbed and, and grafted onto the top. So, like, there are different ways. I have a lot of issues with the way that certain jerseys are made and just, like, the, the approach that have taken, that, that's taken. Like, I am very much a traditionalist and a purist when it comes to jersey design. I like things that are sewn together, color blocks that are made of fabric that are sewn together and you know could have been put together in the Bowery in 1920. With the advent of dye sublimation that came in the 90s, that's where you start to see all these like, you just, you basically have the shape of the um, jersey that you print to almost like an inkjet printer. So you're not bound by, you know, just patches and things that are uh, created Physically, that's where you saw like the big, like all those crazy jerseys in the '90s, the Raptors, the Suns, that are just like basically all over prints that you can just do insane things with. This is like such a sin, as far as I'm concerned. Like the way it is just such an abuse of the technology to where you can, it, it just has such a cheap look to it, in my opinion. Like it just feels like you, yeah, you took a picture. 
you put it on, you printed it out, and then you put the name in, and you're just like, here you go, goodbye. It's like when you get a, a knockoff jersey. Or it looks like a knockoff, dude. You are cooking right now. Yeah, man. dude. Oh, you're okay. cooking. Well, it's it's just like it's just the it's just wrong philosophically in almost every way. They also fucked up the shorts. Like every part of it, like <laughs> no, just <laughs> such an eloquent explanation, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and they shorts. also fucked up the shorts. They did. Like uh, it's just, it's, hey. I, I feel bad for. Like it's such a Minnesota jersey. You were gonna say you feel bad for Minnesota fans. Perfect Minnesota Timberwolves. The jersey. other thing is that like this again, like this is always was always my it's their brand. This was always my contention with um, when the Nuggets had baby blue is that this looks cold as fuck. Like this looks like a not in a good winter way. time cold jersey. Cold is not a good word right. there. Not right. it's not good in the winter. Like this is a summertime jersey. It feels fine now when you're going out to the lakes, but in January in Minnesota, like this reminds you that it's Arctic outside. Like <laughs> this is like Teams like Denver and Minnesota, these cold weather teams, need to have like things that feel warm and hearty, like a really saturated color. Like the deep navies that you get, like feel like wearing a coat versus this feels like, you know, like you're freezing. You're, the, the frostbite jerseys is what I'll call these. Um, anyway, they suck. I well, love the <laughs> idea that Minnesota was like so hyped about these that they broke the NBA's rule for announcing them. They're like, you know they what? They had man? a cool we can't keep uh, this presentation around them. The Everybody boats. rolling it on the boats. That yeah. was cool. Maybe <laughs> that's why it's too freezing cold in November when they're supposed <laughs> they, to try They're like, these. we got to get this in in August, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a, um, I'll say, new owner move, too. Oh, this is so good. They, they I struck bet, me dude, as I a bet, I impulsive did, duo. I would bet to. that A-Rod had definite... Dude, input on this. Don't you remember when A-Rod announced the Tim Conley thing by having the letter on sure his computer do. and yeah. was like, hey guys, it's just like he just knew he couldn't help it. He's like, I gotta be the one. I 100%. gotta get it out there. You're right. You cracked 100%. the code. A-Rod, they probably weren't even done designing these. He's like, <laughs> just get them out there, man. Yeah, dude, that was probably honestly, like, I could see it. they laid it in like, okay, now we're gonna go in and illustrate it. We'll get that it was like the first draft. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, go with it. Go with it. We have more layers. Yeah. He's like, I already rented the boat for those guys to come in on it's gonna be also great. i'm reminded of it in that photo that we just had up how disgusting it is that we have ads on jerseys it is terrible. that is a black mark of the adam silver era it's true it's disgusting i, I want to puke just looking at that <laughs> ad it, dude it could always be worse as we know like if you look what at what the hell how did that ha how did we let that happen as a people the, the, the players, we need more money, I'm man. I'm telling you, the, need more money. This, we need exactly an extra it. million, man. We need, is, we need, exactly need that it. extra two mil. Whenever there are, it, it is impossible to uh, keep back the hordes of investors and whatever. God. Like when there is large sums of money on the table that you're just ignoring, like naming rights to stadium, jersey. I mean, if you look at the Philadelphia Union, they are a soccer team in Philadelphia. They're sponsored by uh, the baking company Bimbo. In, <laughs> God. In, it's a Mexican like Jesus baker company. And across the front of their jerseys, it says Bimbo. That's Where actually can't awesome, find that. Can't find that. How did we let well, this soccer's happen? Been, soccer's been as doing a it for civilization. A yeah. How did we let this happen? Uh, blame it on Europe, man. This is where it, it all gave way in God. like blame the Premier League Europe. and I'm everything. In. And sure. like now that it's just. Why not? I mean, it's bad enough the Nuggets are sponsored by Western freaking Union, man. Yeah, it, look at this. We bimbo. don't. <laughs> it's a golden that is bimbo. embarrassing. Imagine if you bought that jersey and you're wearing that. I mean, everybody who. Ironically, you have no option. It's probably the most ironically purchased yeah, jersey yeah, of all yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. move on. Anyway, this I brought this up in large. The 
joke and dunk on the Timberwolves, but also to just say the Nuggets should get. <laughs> I mean, their COVID blues last year, they won the championship, and now the championship whites or whatever uh, we're calling them. That, those will be the ones that get replaced this year. I think their city editions or their statement jerseys will be the same. They'll get a new one of those. I'm just feel like it's probably going to suck. Dude, the only the old, my, the only prayer that so like they might be wearing when, them when they win <laughs> another championship. So get like ready. Bullshitting stuff oh. before the we went live. When you look at um like when you look at those jerseys, when you see the front of the Nuggets jerseys um that they won in, it looks great. Like it's just classic clean. It's just they made those that fucking gradient on the side canon. It's like now officially part of the Nuggets. Well, uh, RG had a good tweet though. Did oh, he had a terrible that? tweet. I hated it because really? he was but, right. But it's also he was the... right about the thing, like the picture there. That is He's the right inspiration. Up... I know, but again, I've always said that that was an inspiration from someone who's never know, been to Denver and dumb... came and was looking for like, what are people here like? And I feel like this is the same thing. What do I know but about it, Minnesota? It, it Minnesota? did come Lots together. So if I were to design one, I'd be like, put a lake on the shirt. <laughs> right. I don't know. Nobody's like, oh, what do you think of when you think of Denver? Union Station. Union okay. Station. Uh, Union the freaking Station. Counter argument. It came together when all those pictures of them in front of Union Station. That is cool. That I is cool. Them in it. front of that with Just the little devil. That aspect of it is cool. You guys and those guys on crouch. the lake riding play, a bike looked cool, I guess. In that although to play moment. devil's devil's advocate, if you actually see it, that they don't match it. That I know. If it wasn't pointed out to you, you wouldn't be like, oh, there it is. That's Union Station. But again, like I'm totally fine with the way that the front looks. It's a very inoffensive, sans-serif font. It is classic. Like, imagine if Minnesota won the championship in those jerseys. Like, that would be embarrassing. It will be embarrassing. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, (laughs) the big topic, which is... What wasn't the big topic? Wind keeps saying this is going to be the year of Jamal. What does that mean, Wind? We'll talk about that on the other side. Circa Resort and Casino, if you guys are thinking of going to Vegas, maybe for an NFL game, college whatever maybe just a trip oh. maybe just looking to spend a weekend with the fellas or ladies check out circa resort and casino it's the best place to stay in vegas we all stayed there for summer league had a great time an absolutely awesome time uh, they've got the world's largest sports book three-story stadium style tons of tvs betting food options they got victory burger right next to the casino it's a great spot they have stadium swim the best place to, i think to actually watch sports post up in the pool on a chair with your buddies get some food some drinks watch whatever's going on that night on their 143 by 40 foot led screen <laughs> much bigger than that is not a typo 143 by 40 foot led screen uh circa's awesome uh, if you want to book a stay there you can use the code dnvr20 for 20 percent off dnvr20 20 percent off your stay at circa resort and casino it's an awesome discount you will not regret staying there they've got everything you need it's just as good as those really expensive casinos that you're staying in on the strip and it's new. It's like brand new, it feels. So it's even nicer than a lot of those. So Honestly, the best rooms I've ever stayed in. Yeah. Awesome rooms. Big, spacious, like totally updated stuff. Uh, code DNVR20 for 20% off your stay. Hey, one of my favorite places to bring buddies and hang out is Illegal Pete's. Now, they, 
they don't have the biggest TV screen I've ever seen in my life, but they do have a great vibe, and it's the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Uh, check out one of their many Colorado locations. I'd, I'd say it's still patio season. Yeah, I'd say it's still patio oh, season. Oh, oh, it's patio oh, season. It's patio season. Check <laughs> Is out it patio illegal. season? Yeah, I'd not, say so. But if it's not, if we're telling people to go uh, out to patio season, it's not actively hailing. Is it patio season? No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, well, I love to bring my friends to Lego Pete's. Enjoy their burritos. Enjoy their beer. Uh, they're awesome, and they're our friends. Check them out. Oh, wait, wait, real quick. Their happy hour is 3 to 8 p.m. every day. Every day. Don't forget, by the way, guys, this Friday we're doing our live show. Live show starts at 7 p.m. right here. We haven't had a live show for years. We had our meeting yesterday to plan it out. It's going to be a banger. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got some cool segments. Very interactive. You want to be on the show. Opportunities for you to be on the show. Ask your questions. Give your hot takes. Um, at 6 o'clock, we're going to start hanging out. So we'll have an hour to hang out. We're going to be signing the uh, Golden Era Championship books. Um, if you want that sort of thing, just talking nugs, getting everybody's takes. I know it's been like a long off season of not hanging out here at the bar together. So let's get together. And I think the show's going to be really fun, man. Yeah, so um, the, the, fun, the most fun part of the night is watching me trying to figure out if I should sign it as Eric or D-Line. And then if I decide <laughs> D-Line, trying to figure out what that signature looks like. You've never done that? No, I have. I think it's different every time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. So, Harrison, you've been um, really pushing this idea that this is going to be the year of Jamal. I always like going into the year asking this question, what is it going to be the year of? Sure. Because I do think it's kind of interesting to say, like, who's going to be the person that, that kind of rises to the top? Um, let me just get a couple stats out of the way and then I'll get to you, Harrison, about what you think by this. But 2023 was actually, surprisingly, this last season was actually Jamal Murray's highest points per 36 minutes. It wasn't his highest points per game, that, but he played more minutes the year he got hurt. He played more minutes. Last year on a point-per-minute basis was actually his career high. Isn't that a little surprising? Yes, that does surprise me. So if we actually look at his points per minute... It actually has gone up, and he was, even last year on limited minutes in the first 20 games and everything else, higher than you might have thought. His assists were higher by a long shot, by over one per 36 minutes. And he played, you know, everything else was kind of around the averages. But here's what I found really interesting as I was preparing for this segment. If you cut out the first 15 games of the year that he played, it's the first 20 that the Nuggets played, but the first 15 that he played... And you cut out the last two because he had two points in his second to last game. Like, uh, come on, down. Jamal. Well, they were not trying. <laughs> if you just get that 48-game sample size that I would say is the most revealing of what Jamal Murray sort of was last year after he got over the hump, he averaged 21.5 points per game. He shot 41%, over 41% from three. He averaged 6.6 .6 assists. So 21-7 and seven with 41% three-point shooting is really good. Yep. If that's sort of... If he's better than that next year, like we, I think we're using the like 18 point per game as what it was. He really was more like 21, 22 for a majority of the season. All right. So with all that in mind, Harrison, why do you keep saying you think this is going to be the year of Jamal? Do you think those numbers are going to be dramatically different? I think they'll be higher, but they'll be around that. And I just think from a bigger picture perspective, I think this coming season is the season where Jamal Murray arrives as a star in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be an all-star. I think he's going to be considered like a star-level player in this league. And I think he's just going to move 
to the forefront of the conversation throughout the entire NBA. I mean, I, I just feel like with this team, obviously the last couple of years, it's been Nikola Jokic and then everybody else. I think Jamal Murray is going to be talked about, not at Nikola Jokic's level, but in that class. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think this is going to be Nikola Jokic's team and, and then everybody else. I think this is going to be Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray's team um, next season. Do you think some of this has to do with like ESPN and TNT trying to think of how to package the Nuggets? So they're like, okay, yes. we can't just say Jokic. Bring in Murray because he's more marketable in a different way. It, it might be some of that, but, but I think his game is going to do most of the talking. I, I really do. Coming off of last season, all the stats that you laid out, he was bad for the first 20 games, as Nicole Jokic told us he would. And then over the, se over the course of the entire season, you saw him return to form and then I think become the best version of Jamal Murray that we've ever seen. I think last season, he was so much better than he's ever been in his career. And in the playoffs, he was better than he was in the bubble in 2020. The stats back that up as well. And honestly, I think the biggest growth and the biggest improvement that I saw in his game and why another reason I think this is going to be the year of Jamal Murray is that I saw him become an elite table setter, an elite floor general last year. And that's maybe the most underrated part of his game. We know he can score. We know he's an absolute just beast in the playoffs in terms of hitting big shots, sensing the moment. But as a point guard, as a floor general, I saw him really level up in that regard last season. Like that part of his game matured a ton. He averaged 10 assists per game in the finals last year. That's the 10th most in NBA history. That's the most since Michael Jordan in 91. Even the regular season number I put over one per 36 minutes is like a big bump. That's, yeah. a, that, that's a real playmaking growth. Yeah, I, I just don't think we gave him enough credit for that part of his game I agree. really leveling up. And, of course, we just look to the points first when it comes with him. And I think his points per game will go up next season, too. But... A lot of the reason why his points aren't at like 25, 26 is because the talent he's playing with and how he actually places a priority on actually setting the table for everybody and being that pure point guard. But I just think this coming season is going to be the year of Jamal. I think he's going to be in the MVP conversation. <laughs> Here's what I don't get early I'm on trying next to square year. Your take here because you said you don't think his numbers will be that different. You said I, I think they'll the be numbers. higher. But you said you think they'll be around there. Yeah. How's that an MVP? Because the Nuggets are going to be absolutely on top of the Western Conference, and he's going to be leading that charge with Nikola Jokic. I think he's going to have like a couple bangers at the beginning of the season. I think Nikola Jokic will be fine to take a back seat to him, and he's going to explode. I do think the first layer of this is just that for whatever he's already been doing, I do I do think there will be more eyeballs on him next year. Now, maybe not on a night tonight. Everyone's watching the Denver Nuggets, but he's going to be talked about. When you talk about top five point guards, some people will leave him out, but he'll he'll be in that conversation. I think for a lot of what Wynn is describing, you would need to see a real observable leap. I, the one I see to me that can also be a part of the narrative one is if it gets to the point where the Jokic is off the floor, and it's the bench, and Murray can just dice you up. You just in that classic way that teams with a second and third option of just, and it's start like, all right, man, we just got to survive Murray here now. Like if he can, 
if he can be a star without Jokic on the floor, you know, I think that'll elevate a lot. I think I'd be honestly shocked if he's in the MVP conversation, but I do think he's going to be an all-star. And I do think that when you're talking about point guards, and we, we mentioned this yesterday, it's why I wish he had played for Team Canada. I respect the decision, but even just that direct juxtaposition with SGA, who's considered better by most people just in, an, in a casual glance, is that really true? And, and so I like, I'm like looking forward to Jamal pushing some of those questions and those answers forward this year, but I got to be honest, man, I'm a little surprised to hear MVP. <laughs> I think at the beginning of the season, clip this, Kale. At the beginning of the season, Nikola Jokic, I think we have a pretty good idea of how he might enter the year. Well, that's a good point. Uh, Casual, comfortable, chilling a little bit. You know, I I think he'll kind of play himself into the season. I think Jamal's going to come into the season ready to go, man. Like, raring to go and aggressive looking for his own i i just think he's going to start the year really strong this is going to be the year he kind of does away with the narrative that he's a slow starter he has the full summer off he's healthy uh i just think early on this year this is kind of going to be jamal's team all right eric let me let me get your take on this because one sneaky thing about jamal like is there this invisible hump that he can get over because here's his points per 36 minutes starting with his sophomore season 19 20.1, 20.6, 21.5, 21.9, 20.6, 20. 21.5, 21.9. In five years, it's gone from 19 to 21.9. That's a two-point difference. Mm-hmm. He's largely been a very pretty consistent player over these five years. So should we be expecting this proverbial wind-like leap? <laughs> I think so. Last time Jamal Murray had all eyes on him, it was when no one was allowed to leave their house. And I think that after the bubble, he didn't really feel the like change in the culture, the focus on him. Like he would probably in this off season where like now, like he's walking around, people are like, oh, Jamal, like I think- Shows up to Team Canada practice and he's this, the guy. I think like it, there's something in him that will probably be like, he's feeling the rewards of playing hard that he'll be able to benefit from and going into the season. I do think it, it all comes down to Jamal. I think like he, I think I looked, he's, he, had, he was averaging 26 in the playoffs. Um, that to me, he didn't play like so out of his mind that I, you shouldn't expect him to be able to reach that level on like a night to night basis, depending upon his motivation. Like all this, it, that's always what we come back to with this team is like motivation. Like, do they care enough? We know they're good enough. We, we the, the crazy thing that we heard and we've been hearing is like, okay, cool, he can do it in the playoffs. Can he do it in the regular season? It's like, yes, he can do what these guys can do what they want. Like, I think Jamal kind of likes this respect coming he loves the attention and the way Jokic hates it yes i think that he enjoys it and i think he will want like that response and the bump as far as whether or not he's an all-star and things like that i mean that's all a lot of that is just marketing and it's like he does he get the focus do people think about him and like now he is in people's minds as a guy to pay attention to like he, he got it a little bit in the bubble, but again, like that was such a weird point in history that everything changed immediately. And then he got hurt, whatever. It just like wasn't the same. Like this, the draft coming off of this season is like so much different than anything else he's ever had. I yeah. think, I don't, MVP sounds like a lot, but he's I didn't say he's going to win MVP. I said at the beginning of the season, he's going to be in the conversation. Sure. I mean, we'll see. I think he's going to be, I mean, I, I completely on board with the, 
with the take that this is going to be the year of Jamal. And the other aspect of it is he won a championship. I don't think that took away from any of the hunger that he has to prove people wrong. Because I don't think Jamal Murray, I don't think he believes he's getting the respect that he should even after oh, I, winning the finals. See, I think there's a confluence of the two things you're talking about. Eric's like, he's getting the attention and he probably enjoys it because now he's one of the but stars. Now, but, but it's but not, not enough, man. But not enough it's to not. Where, he, where he deserves. I think he's hungrier than ever. I think he's more motivated than ever. Yeah. I think he won that championship. He got, he got his spot. Would you say he's addicted to be in the finals? I'm, I will <laughs> not say that. I, will, I would never say that. But I think he's... Just as hungry as he's ever been, all-timer. if not hungrier, and more motivated yeah. than ever I think so too. to prove his standing amongst the NBA elite. And I think that's going to be his mission this coming season. So for it to be the year of Jamal, because Jamal had such a great playoffs, that, and it was his last year was his return, that you could make the case last year was the year of Jamal. Sure. No, Honestly. It wasn't. What's that? I don't think it was. Well, first of all, it's not you, you don't it's not that you only have one year of Jamal. Like every year you would say it was the year of somebody. And I would say out of the last 8, most of them have been Jokic, the year of Jokic in some capacity. Last year might have been the year of Jamal just in terms of his return and then obviously his playoffs like okay, he elevates him there. But for this year to be the year of Jamal again, I do think that he has to make that leap to being a true like 1B type guy that can carry one, a bench unit that doesn't have Jokic, which is something he hasn't necessarily done very well at all so far in his career. And two, is a guy who is more consistently capable of Jokic stepping out of the way. But Jokic is still the best player 99% of the time. Of course. And we know he's a better player overall. But the idea of like, oh, I'm not needed tonight because Murray has it going, those nights don't happen that often in the regular season. And this next year would have to happen a little bit more. Um, the other options for this the year, I mean, the year of Michael Porter is also on the table to me. There's a very good chance that he would be the other guy that it's possible this is the year of. Sure, sure. Uh, if if the powers that be see it fit, you know, if they want it to be so, if there's a concerted effort, mainly Jokic, and I think this is actually very much on the table to spend those early months, hashtag giving Mike the rock, you know what yeah. I mean? And just honestly empowering him. I do think... I, it's tough for me because some of this is contingent upon people feeling like he's got this full off season and he's ready to go. I think the health is just tough to his comments about having to rehab while he was playing last year. Like, I don't want to say they're concerning, but they don't alleviate concern. Mm. You know, like, I just think he's, he's always going to be going through it. So I'm not sure if I'm expecting some big physical leap, but does he come back just However much smarter, more mature, the game looks so much slower to him having been through all of this. And I think there's a real possibility that some of the elements of panic or or just gripping the wheel tighter as Malone asked for more of him will be a little more of like calm, a process and, and maturity. This is the thing that I think is most underrated about Jamal. I just think that this last year he became such a smart player. I right. think he's one of the smarter scoring guards in the NBA. Honestly, one of the smartest ones, and it was under the radar last year. Where it really shined was obviously throughout the playoffs, but to me, game three is the quintessential. Murray's not the guy he used to be because that game didn't just require toughness, shot-making, handling pressure, going at good defenders. It also required 
feeling the game out because they had made adjustments that were to make it hard. And he was like, no, there's no adjustment for what me and Yoke do right. together. Right. And it wasn't just Jokic. It was him also reading that two triple doubles, two 30-point triple doubles in the same game. And it was like, boom. Murray can get on Jokic's level mentally on the highest stages. There, I mean, yeah. that was the big difference. Rising up for an open jumper is very easy for MPJ. And there's then there's other elements of the game where, like, if certain uncontrollables look a certain way, he gets a little rushed. He right. gets a little pet, or he misses a read. And it, it's, it's that stuff that, after having been through a very good playoff run that also included a little bit of struggle in the finals and having to re-navigate and rediscover what made him good in the first place, I just would imagine that these regular season reps are going to seem a lot slower to him. There'd be a lot more confidence. And maybe we can see him level up in terms of how he reads the floor, get back to that two-man with Jokic that was budding a couple years ago. You know, there's room for all of that. So I'm excited to see what he does with it. Let's take a break. On the other side, I have one more question about the year of Jamal, and that is, is it best for the Nuggets if next year is the year of Jamal? Why or why not? Guys, better help. Uh, if you're looking for therapy, if you're looking to improve your daily life, if you're looking for just a better quality of life, maybe therapy is the option for you. Betterhelp.com slash DNVR. You can talk with a licensed therapist. Betterhelp.com slash DNVR. What happens is you just answer a few questions about yourself when you go to that website. You'll get an email and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you guys can begin scheduling sessions from there. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Maybe you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, anything else. Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Uh, so go to betterhelp.com slash DNVR, answer a quick questionnaire. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist. And then from there, you can begin scheduling sessions with them. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash DNVR today to get 10% off your first month. It's a great discount. Therapy is expensive, but it's something that a lot of us need. 10% off is great. DNVR. Um, use that code betterhelp.com slash DNVR to get 10% off your first month. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash DNVR. Hey, the burrito's so nice, we're telling you about them twice. <laughs> Illegal Pizza's dope. Hey, there are some competing franchises, let's say, that let you build your own burrito. Hang on. Do they have an, a bar? A Dude. full bar? Plus the best vibes around, plus a patio, plus a happy hour from 3 to 8 p.m. Do every day. Do they stir it? Do they Do stir, they stir it? Do they have pesto available? Here's what I'm trying to ask you. Are they Illegal Pete's? Because if they're not, the answer is no thanks. And if they are, the answer is yes, please. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. All right, back here, segment three. So here's the question, Eric. The year Jamal sounds cool. Because it's like Sounds him taking great. over, him becoming, you know, another Sounds star, great. like two <laughs> legitimate, not just stars, but superstars, Jokic and Murray, which they are in the playoffs. Is that the best thing, though, that could happen to the Nuggets? Is there a better <sighs> thing? Is there a, the year of someone else that would actually be better? I mean, we just saw Jamal and Jokic take over the playoffs and it netted the championship. So I think that's pretty good. But they, that was the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but like. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with the playoffs. Of course, that's can what we they want. can if they can replicate that kind of production throughout the year and get the absolute number one seed? I mean, those two guys are enough. I, can, I, I agree with this. MPJ is like if you can get 
production out of MPJ, it's awesome and it helps to push it over the top. But like, they got it in some series. They didn't get a lot of it in the finals, but they, they mowed through the finals without any problem. Like, Aaron Gordon, another guy that you look to. I mean, they're the the, the starters are constructed in such a way that there's such strength with those two. That two-man game is the foundation of the Denver Nuggets. Like, when we didn't have it, we were in purgatory. When we have it, <laughs> yeah. we are the champions. So, right. like, all the other pieces play in so nicely around it, and they are not ball-dominant guys, and they shouldn't become ball-dominant guys. Like, though, everybody else on the starters should do as they have done, step up when it's required, give you everything they have when the ball comes, but they shouldn't start to be featured, in my opinion. Like, we've seen the recipe. You don't, like, until, you know, we've shown that it's too much to rely on those guys all the time. Like, okay, let's back off. Let's find other ways to win. And that, that's a lot of what the NBA season is. It's just a war of attrition. Like, how, okay, these guys are tired. Like, can somebody else ultimately step up? And can we win in a different way? Can we find different paths to victory? And the Nuggets are deep enough that they, they have that, but... If you're asking me if, like, the ultimate focus should be anything other than those two, like, absolutely not. Like, so if it was a MPJ breakout year or a Murray breakout year, you can only pick one, you like would take Murray, a Murray. Absolutely. Dude, if it's a Murray breakout year, they are going to kill That's a NBA. legitimate Kobe and Shaq. They are going to murder they the They might NBA. win 73 games if it's a Murray breakout <laughs> year. Murder Murray, yeah, Murray becomes, like, a, yeah, a top 10 player in the NBA. Then, it's, yeah, that, uh, it's then like, you're talking about... Dude, we are in Golden Smuggets era at that point. I, I like, think no the, one can talk to us ever again whatever it takes to become a different team in the non-jokic minutes and yeah. that could be the year of jamal off the bench maybe the year of porter with the bench whichever one but the idea of being i've always they've consistently won in this grouping of games that they're winning more than any team in the league in the last five years at least out west right like they win regular season games but they have not put together some of the most insane regular seasons we've seen in recent memory Right? Could Not they could they mess around and accidentally compete for the the wins record just because they're so good the way the Warriors do? Not until and unless they win the non Jokic minutes more consistently. Man, uh, the seventy three like or trying to win that many games. Who cares? That's not right, gonna happen. And I not... almost feels bad. But the fifty seven one to me is the one. Yeah. That's the one where if the Nuggets you just get off to a start. Say say you get off to a start. Yeah, call that it is sixty. No, you start you start off something like twenty and two to where yeah. you're start. That's when. You almost don't care about records until a really hot start, and you're like, oh, my God, they're on pace to get 57 wins by February. But it's not yeah. because everyone's playing 40 minutes and Jokic right. has some obsession. It's because, oh, we're good in the non-Jokic minutes now? Like, what are you going to do? It's the Mike Tyson way. It's Mike true. Tyson rarely, in those early days, rarely went past, like, round three because his haymaker punch was so devastating, and that would be the Nuggets. It's like yeah. the starters start the game, and by the time the first subs in, the Nuggets are up nine. And, and then it's if like, they can maintain a lead, like... <laughs> yeah, and they just or, or they just lose, like, four points, and then, like... And then they the come back, come back and close. They're still up five, and then yeah. they go up by another nine, then they're at 14, yeah. Right, it's that's what happened zigzags. with the Warriors was you could play them even, but you were always on the lookout for a haymaker. That third that quarter. Were, not even a third. It could just be any 60-second stretch so where true. they just scored like nine over like, on, no. and you're like, we were just within seven. Now we're down 16. That, that whole year was like, oh, man, Steph is but off then, tonight. You're like, oh, Steph just scored 18 points in the time. <laughs> it took me to say that. Yeah. But this is the Jamal thing for me. Okay, we're down nine. Jokic is off the floor. This is how you get, this is when you get Denver back, right? Mm -hmm. We gotta catch up. But if it turns into, ah, oh, shit, now Jamal's just dicing us up, you know? Right. Just in like, a, you're so worried about Steph, 
<clears throat> and then Clay goes off. Right. Not that it's the same thing with the stagger, but it, it, just this element of, oh, man, he's on that team, too. We're screwed. We are screwed. Um, all right. Moving on to the next topic here. I'm kind of maybe this. I think this is just deep offseason talk for me, but I keep thinking about the in-season tournament because I just find it like so interesting the different ways this could break. But the big thing is, I honestly think that there are teams that if they win it, it completely legitimizes the tournament. And there's a lot of teams that if they win it, it completely delegitimizes it. And let me start. And I broke these all into tiers. You guys can tell me if you agree. I'm going to start with my top tier. Completely legitimizes the in-season tournament and makes it something interesting. I've got the Denver Nuggets. Phoenix Suns, the Boston Celtics, what? and the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, Is this sorry. just the best two teams in each conference? It's also just four teams that I think are legitimately the best teams in the NBA. And if one yeah. of them were to win it, it would feel like, you know what? This represented something. It meant something real. And they won the trophy. And it's like, you know, if the Suns won it, I would be bothered. Just because I don't want them to win anything that Denver can win. I wouldn't be super bothered. But I would just kind of be like, ah, I don't want them to have that winner's lounge and they got the PHNX got to go to Phoenix to get into the thing and it was all fun. Like, I would be a little bothered by it. But if one of those teams won, I would be like, you know what? This tournament, there's a little stakes. They got into it. Little Nuggets Celtics finals game in the tournament and it was cool. Is there any other teams you think legitimize it in that way or that at that stage? <sighs> or is there a team you would take off? No, I big time disagree with you. But I won't. I don't want. Like, I, well, I feel so. like I should wait for when I step in. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Me, me too. All but right. Let's okay. Wait. Yeah. All yeah. right. I'm gonna go with next up list. Acceptable winners. <laughs> if they won it, you would be like, you know what? Cool. Maybe this thing will grow over time. Let's take a look at the don't show this list to Adam Silver. Acceptable winners. You've got the Lakers and Clippers. You've got the Mavericks, the Heat, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and I'll even put the 76ers in there. Like if throw Embiid, them in there. Here's the thing. If Embiid. <laughs> drug the 76ers to win this tournament i would actually be impressed i would be impressed i'd be like you know what he only does it in the regular season he doesn't ever do it in the playoffs this is somewhere in between that and i'd be like okay good job you did you drug Just going all out for another regular season award but it's not quite regular season to me it'd be a little bit more but these teams again like if they won it i'd be like okay that was meaningful luca got really hot probably and drug him to it and that was impressive luca single-handedly drug him or something like dragged, that dragged him dragged him had had drug in them <laughs> number three <laughs> he this, drugged them here number three this is where the <laughs> tournament takes on a second meaning oh boy where it's not necessarily like prestigious but it is like signaling something about you right. ready okay. go to this one minnesota the Knicks, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Cavs. Like, if the Cavs win this one, the conversation for the Cavs becomes, are we underestimating the Cavs? Are they a, th a real contender this year? And they get in that, they get elevated status, and maybe that's what the in-season tournament is. These up-and-coming Timberwolves-type teams want to win that, so they get elevated into the conversation. Do If somebody wins this, do they get referred to as the reigning champion until the end of the... <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> They're the reigning champion, Cleveland Cavaliers, rolling into town. This next list is, this tourney is a complete sideshow, okay? And that is the Nets, the Pacers, the Hawks, the Magic, the Thunder, and the Jazz. Now, these teams could win it, and you would be like, wow, the magic. Franz Wagner went off, but like, come on, man. Nobody was taking it seriously. I love Franz Wagner. The incredible Wagner. Franz Wagner? I love Franz Wagner, but if he's carrying it past all of this, you know, whatever. Or Thunder, like that Shea one. Gildas Alexander, like, you know, you're like, okay, cool, but... I if think anybody it'd be was, sick if this is the won. most elitist take we've I had. I think it'd in be sick if OKC wins. <laughs> Why is it elitist? 
Because you're pretty much saying if half the league wins it, it doesn't matter. I want to see one of these teams win because they played really well and they kicked everyone's but ass. I, I'm, I'm, but that I'm, means I'm other teams didn't this. take it seriously. I would no, them on this. It means, it's they, a single elimination tournament. Yeah, what but if anything just, could happen in you. one game. Thank you. But there's but also there, a pool they have to win like, to get in. Who, who yeah, do you look at? Seven in a row they have to win. Who do you view as contenders? Who do you view as contenders in this world? And if the non-contenders are winning this, then what is That's what the playoffs are for. I yeah, but the playoffs whole proves, season to decide who the contenders are, and then a tournament to wil- filter them out from there. But the point being, like, if somebody can just get hot for one game, like, what does this mean? This is like not actually. It's also seven games. It's not one. Well, but it, the, it's single elimination once it gets to the, right. the the part that is meaningful. And then it's three games, right? How many three game winning streaks did like those teams have throughout the year? Probably not many. I, here's what I'm saying. What separates OKC from Philly in terms of the heinous nature of their rebuild? What if they go for it and they win this tournament and it's because their young guys played really well, played good basketball, and it's a exciting moment. Everyone gets excited about to say, OKC's got next. They're coming up, right? And the players on that team get to feel like, hey, man, this is cool. Here, 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 I like being in OKC. Here's, here's what I mean. This, for this tournament to have a meaning besides what you're talking about of this, like, you know, whatever, then it has to, to me, it has to be a good team that wins it. If Oklahoma City wins it, I don't think anybody looks at this and goes, Oh, like what a prestigious event! Right. It's just what, a what side if, show. What if Oklahoma City beats uh, the Celtics, right, in the final? It, it, there is like how does, does that they make do it? it more legit? To me, to me, this is like: it, did the eight seed in the playoffs win the championship at midseason? And then it's like, what, 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 what is? Well, this? there's what one. This? There's one last list, and this is complete joke. Complete joke. <laughs> And that is, of course, Detroit. Like, if Detroit wins this tournament, it's going to be like, what is the point of I this? have to agree Clearly with that. Nobody I do cares. have to agree Houston with that. Houston Rockets, Spurs, Charlotte, no. Portland even, yeah. Washington, Chicago, and I even put Toronto in this lowly yeah, it one. Does, it does signal that the big teams did not care Did enough. not care. And so this is my whole point. And, the, and to kind of phrase why I'm saying, like, for this to become a prestigious thing that people actually care about, like, do you play, when you get to the tournament round, do you play your starters an extra two minutes? You know, is Yoke playing 36 minutes in this because the, there's a trophy on the line? That's where I think, like, to me, that's how it would be a success. And so I started going back and thinking, the last 30 years, historically speaking, which NBA champions would have for sure won the in-season tournament? What teams <laughs> that, that went on, in your opinion, do you think for sure? And I actually came up with only a handful. I think four out of six of the Jordan Bulls teams would have done it. I think 96, no question, that team would have done it. Jordan was just a maniac. They only lost 10 games all year. So the odds of them winning this tournament. And I just think Jordan would have been like, hell yeah, we're winning this thing. 96, 97, same thing. They won 69 games, not 72. 93 and 92, I just think Jordan would have... He was in a zone where he was like, I don't want anyone else to get anything. I want to win everything. I think his teams would have done it. I think the Lakers in 01, same thing. They were too dominant. I think Kobe at 09, that Lakers team, it wasn't that good. They won like 60 games or 62. But Kobe was on a mission to, pr- like, he was trying to kill everyone that year. I think they would have done it. And then I think half the whites of the Warriors in 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19 likely would have won that tournament because they were just so much better than everyone that their floor was. And they were stomping This everyone. feels a little bit like Bill Simmons just deciding who gets a title, like going backwards in revisionist so, history. So you disagree with the list? No, I just have no idea how to engage with it. Why? I have no idea how to answer it. Like, I don't know. Do you think that the Warriors teams that you saw in 16, where that was clowning everybody, I think and this tournament yeah, existed, I think that team would have gone so you do know how to adjust uh, it? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. So you, I'm trying to say teams that would have taken it seriously because they had a pride of 
making sure nobody else got close to them. Yeah, yeah. I agree and when we talk about this tournament, we kind of are defaulting to nobody's actually going to care. And I'm just saying, throughout history, there are teams that care. And right. my point with this entire exercise is, we're talking about the Nuggets as reigning champs. We're talking about them as having a chance to repeat. One way that this tournament can become a cool and valuable thing is if it becomes a minor way of saying we dominated our era. If the Warriors went through and won in 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19, not just every title, but also every play-in, it has an elevated, yeah, that team dominated everyone. They didn't let anyone get close to them, even in the regular season, even in the play-in or in-season tournament. It carries a different level of prestige than if Oklahoma City wins this and we're like, how cool for them, they're up-and-comer. That's my point. So I think people actually are going to take the tournament seriously. Let's hope so. And I think it's going to be a massive hit. But I actually think it would be really, really cool if a team like Oklahoma City won it. Because I always like to think about the NBA in terms of what is the story of that season? What, like, what is the story of the last six, seven months? If the Thunder win the in-season tournament, I think that's actually a huge like landmark and a huge... It can be an actual substantial point of demarcation in their rise up the right. Western Conference. Right. And I think in the playoffs, you can look back and say, well, maybe the Thunder, you know, may maybe they they should get our respect heading into the playoffs. They won the in-season tournament. Look at all the teams they took down on their road there. So I I actually think if a mid-tier team won it, even especially if they won it over like a Celtics or a Milwaukee right. Bucks, right. So that I think would actually be best case scenario. So let's change it. So I called that section fun, but mostly meaningless. But I think it's really just the phrasing. That would be like fun, and it it's an opportunity for those middle tier teams to launch themselves into right. the upper conversation. Right. Right. And that's what I actually what I think the midseason tournament is is what they're wanting narrative it to be. setter. Right. And my ideal situation is you have a team like you're talking about. And you have teams like OKC right. who are going for it, and maybe you get an upset, and then, it, but also just going off wins point to piggyback. You think of these these. So if a, if ownership is looking for a reason not to fire that young head coach that people do like, but it's maybe it's going a little slow. Your star players considering are they the next Harden or do they want to stay? Now I don't think one tournament win solidifies that, but I think these, as Win said, these are points. In the, in the timeline where you can say the culture went forward and not backward. What, what about this one for you? What if Jamal's averaging 20 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds a game, and then the in-season tournament comes along, Nuggets make it, 30 points, 10 assists, 45% sure shooting, and it's just like somehow right. he's also an in-season tournament riser. Yeah, maybe right? he's in the MVP conversation. Then, coming coming out of that, that's the year of Jamal. <laughs> yeah. This is my only point. I do think that there are teams that if they win it, it's like, this thing is dumb and yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Sure. Because and it points to no effort. No effort and like, oh my God, the Rockets are placing the Hornets in the semis and we're like, this is dumb. But I do think there are other teams that are like, nope, nobody ate on our watch. If, you know, Even LeBron, if he wins it, it's like, hey, LeBron is yeah. healthy early enough in the season, it matters, this or that. And then, like you mentioned, those middle-class teams rising into the upper echelon is a cool story. But all the other ones, them winning it to me would be, like, terrible. You, just, you're right about Detroit. <laughs> it just would be like, what are we right doing? Detroit, actually, our two champions yeah. this year are the Denver Nuggets and the Detroit Pistons. But I actually think we're not going to really know until we see it. Because, dude, Jalen Green could get hot for three games. True. He could. Like, Kate Cunningham coming off this happened. summer with Team USA could... 
carry the Pistons to the but, semifinals of the play-in tournament but, against teams actually trying. Like that's on the table. But but like you couldn't you wouldn't say that you could see Jalen Green getting hot for three games in the actual NBA playoffs. Like the Houston Rockets would stand no chance against a team that was motivated to actually beat them down, even if Jalen Green got hot. Right. Like, but but I think it's a little ridiculous to ask teams to take this as seriously as they take the playoffs. Totally. But uh, yeah. to Adam's larger point, this will be an indicator as to how much teams actually care. And so that should we care about the outcome because I, the competition was at the same level versus like, okay, we have to do this. Uh, uh, oops, here's, the, here's the real point. If the first year this was ever introduced was 2015, I think the Warriors win it five years in a row. And I think that it gets a meeting because they can claim that. They can say, we won this yeah, sure. thing, and it's just another little feather in their cap. All right, take a quick break. On the other side, a quick question to wrap up. Guys, check out Bax and Shanker. If you get hurt and you need a law firm on your side, hit up Bax and Shanker because they win for Colorado families. They've been helping those seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And the coolest thing about Bax and Shanker you don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees while they work on your case, no fees unless they win your case, and they've won over $1 billion for their clients. Uh, check them out. They got 30 lawyers, 100 people on staff. Bax and Chanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call, 222 2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bax and Shanker wins. Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather. Premium polarized shades at an affordable price. If you don't like your Shady Rays, which is crazy because they're so dope, you can just exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. It gets even better than that. If you're watching this show right now, that that's you. Um, you use code DNVR, you get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. So if you're like me and you already know you're going to lose them, just stock up. Just get a bunch at a great price. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 human beings. All right. I asked this just to wrap up today, guys. I asked this the other day on the timeline. If there was to be a WNBA team here coming to Denver, what should their color scheme be and what should their name be? I got a lot of really interesting answers, some really bad ones. A lot yeah. of people like the moose. That'd be terrible. Terrible. That's my grandma's nickname, by the way, moose. No way. No, no, you can't do that. I was going to say, not usually a, like a, a woman's nickname. How did that one? But, yeah, but no. for my grandma, it is. Very strong. It's where I get <laughs> listen, my broad listen, shoulders listen. from, my grandma, my no grand side. Yeah, true. Huh. Um, so I got that one. The one I like the best that's not real, but I actually would like it if we had a better sense of humor. The Nuggets. Oh, but there's no way we can name them the yeah, Nuggets. Yeah, you can't do that. What is this, like, that? the 20s? Yeah, it's like, it's like the Rockets. It's like <laughs> the Denver Nuggets and the Denver Nuggets? I don't no, think we, we do, do that it. anymore. I don't think no we chance. do that anymore, I thought it was good, though. I thought it was I, good. I, I, no, no um, way. Are you trying to get canceled? <laughs> is that, why is that cancelable? <laughs> because it's, it's just like, You can't even give them their own name, man. That is their own name. But it's like a diminutive version of it. A girl version. Yeah. The real best answer to me was the Denver Gold, which used to be a USFL team. You play off the gold, you play off the nuggets, like the Suns and Mercury, the and Mystics we already got the, 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 the Grand Rapid gold. Yeah, you can't do a gold. Well, now. yeah, and and like their footprint is huge too. Yeah, exactly. But the, the gold would have been great. Yeah. I don't think you can do but it. But it's now, like though. weird. You're like, oh, yeah, he's going down to the gold. You're like, wait a minute. No, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, do we have any good ones then? Is there any like good answers here? 
I, I, I mean, didn't do a, any a good lot of the recent me. names that sports teams have come up with have just been terrible. Yeah. So I don't I don't have a lot of hope. Eric, but, do you have thoughts on names like direction wise? Do you like I, I mean, there are silver. Silver is second place to gold. That's not. That's actually. <laughs> that's your worst. Like the plat, although it actually does make not do it. It does <laughs> make sense. Though? It does make sense in the context of Denver. Silver is actually much more prevalent to the history of Denver than gold is. Um, the, I mean, you see, like the miners, there's things like that. I I think it would be better for them to just stand on their own and not have any connection to the Denver Nuggets. They're not actually a subsidiary. They are a, a would be a wholly separate entity. Um, so I don't know. They, I, I saw like the Denver Larks. That's like the Lark Bunting is the bird of the. I know, you know it's such an like unintimidating. The Denver bird, Blue though. Spruce. There's just the, I, I have not given this lot a lot of thought, but I think that they're the know. Denver Yellow Aspens for two weeks in the calendar <laughs> yeah, year. What about the snow? Uh, what about the Denver smoke? Denver snow has cocaine implications. Denver smoke has uh, the world is dying implications. Yeah. Um, I I have to think about it a little bit. Before. The ice. Yeah, I mean, the peaches? What? That's no. like the, what? <laughs> the, the, yeah, because that's like the Palisade uh, the peaches. Palisade peaches. Uh, uh, yeah, I, that I, I would not go over well. I, All right. I was going through it, though, and I was thinking it actually is pretty hard. The only thing I liked is that instead of going with Denver or with Colorado, I like Rocky Mountain because I like the way that you have like the New England Patriots mm. to me is cool. The Golden State Warriors to me is cool. And I would think it would be cool if there was a Rocky Port Mountain team. Portland has a women's... Uh, soccer team named the Portland Thorns, which I think is very cool. It's like a rose thorn. Yeah. Rose thorn. They're the, this, That's a good one. And it's actually there's some like pow, like force and intimidation there. Like I, I would want to think about it a little bit. I would I would probably land in that world. Like like okay, this a symbol of a piece of a thing. A piece yeah, of a yeah. thing, but like is is traditionally sports like aggressive in you know like a, the way that. Uh, but I I, I, I want to think. About it. Keep sending us your suggestions, guys, in case it happens. That does it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. The Hump Day Buff shows up next.